Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The CMA or Competition and Markets Authority in the UK have blocked the Microsoft Activision deal. Uh, this is something we've talked about previously on the show and something we kind of keep our eyes on in the background uh, and then relaying any major updates that come about. Uh, but this has finally taken a direction that not all of us have really expected. Uh, in fact, many of us thought that this deal would go through. Um, some were even fearful that this deal would go through, but uh, now it looks like with this block, Microsoft could be fighting an uphill battle and that uh, the major pushing to initiate these three-year deal of sorts with other com competitive gaming corporations isn't really enough anymore to sway the regu regulatories. Hmm. So, and I just say that because uh, the FTC has already filed a block on the deal, one of which, you know, Microsoft is also fighting. Um, and then the only other um, regulator that I have seen that's taken more of a favorable angle toward my, towards Microsoft is the EU. Um, hmm. But okay. even that doesn't really pose much of a, of, of a hope in this. So now that does that mean that the that currently the deal is like dead in the water? Not 100%, um, but it's definitely looking that way. Microwaft. <laughs> Microsoft is very hell-bent on pursuing to appeal this decision from the MCA. However, from past precedents, uh, we've seen these appeals pretty much stay in the same lane, hmm. uh, as it were, as the original decision was made. So, uh, I wonder as if it's going to hurt Microsoft's revenue because maybe they had a prediction in the future and they needed this for their marketing a whole lot. Um I don't know. Um, you know, yeah, that's that's kind of something to contemplate on. I mean, you know, what would be the end result if this all fell through? Mm -hmm. uh, Activision has already seen a noticeable drop in points in the market, uh, as they okay. were once, as they were the ones that actually had the most to gain from this. Uh, matter of fact, as this deal had evolved, um, ATVI continued to see a rise heading into the spring. Um, Although I know a lot of people's eyes were on Microsoft because like you were saying, um, you know, how does it affect them? I feel like they were more of like the mongrel in this entire ordeal. You oh, know, yeah, where they absolutely. could flex really hard if they got this acquisition. And I think that's really where I landed on. I was just, I didn't really want this at all. Hmm. Uh, as much as I think like Microsoft does, you know, their part in the gaming world. Uh, you know, have their consoles and their games and such like that. I feel like giving them Activision is just way too much power. I feel like Activision just needs to stay by themselves and they can do what they want. And it's not That's even fair. like I'm one or the other. It's not even like I want Sony or Apple or Nintendo. It doesn't even matter. I mean, those are stretches, of course. I just want them to be their own entity. Um, yeah, because they are, they're such a critical part in the market and they have such a foothold that to, to, you know, sway it one way or the other just really isn't fair. And I, I, I don't even think that was part of why this was blocked by the MCA. I think a lot of it was, um, relating more to cloud gaming and I won't get into all the details of that just because, sure. you know, we have limited time on the show, Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> no, we do. Um, but uh, yeah, we're just definitely seeing the how de detrimental this is if it does fall through. Um, I'm sure you know Activision will still have some traction, and I'm hoping that as time resumes, if and when this does break off, uh, they can slowly regain their position as a gaming developer. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, really hoping this kind of works out for 
both of them for the better and that nothing detrimental happens to both companies from this or yeah i mean the only so. biggest thing that microsoft has to worry about is um they would just have to pay activision a three billion dollar break fee that's it mm. okay. so that's not bad um yeah but now we'll go ahead and move on to some more uh, quick topics here first one we have is OnePlus, and they're actually uh, pulling out of Germany as far as sales concerning the OnePlus pad. Now, at least hmm. per their statement, it's due to the increase in high demand and low stock. Nevertheless, Germany is the first to see the negative effects of this. Hmm. That's bummer. Uh, which is kind of unfortunate as this tablet was just released and has drawn a yeah. lot of mostly positive attention. That said, it is yeah. worth noticing that uh, any of you who over Germany who have already put in their pre-orders between April 10th and April 24th will still receive their OnePlus pad. Uh, nothing else is really noted on this, not even whether or not this is temporary or even if so, how long it would last, um, simply that it's been suspended. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of unfortunate, like you're saying. Um, I actually was watching quite a few reviews online and outside of the fact that one person, I think this was on uh, Android Police, mm -hmm. uh, they were like, it was annoying because he liked to hold the pad in um, portrait orientation. And when you do that, the camera is centered on the oh, top. Oh, yeah. So if you take it and you rotate it, camera's right here on your right hand and you're holding it and you're like, it's a bad position versus hmm. like the iPad. That's on the top right. So you're not going to touch it if it's in landscape or portrait mode. And the uh, Tab S. Yeah. Yep. That's true. So, um, but yeah, outside of that, I've, I've seen a lot of decent praise on the, on the product. Mm -hmm. um, I think actually a lot of people were actually surprised just because I felt like most people were, it's one plus, so they really didn't have high hopes and honestly, neither did I. <laughs> I mean, I thought it'd be, I thought, I think it's good that they're jumping into this, but I think it's partially I, just I because was, they're trying to stretch their ecosystem. Yeah, I was kind of hopeful cause I, I saw some potential in this pad for sure. Yeah. Um, but I always had this feeling like mm, this may fall off the deep end at some point and kind of did here yeah that's true um on a side note real quick if you did want to check a review on the pad we will post a video in the description so if you guys are curious on more specs that we maybe didn't mention previously um please go right ahead and feel free to use that link below yeah there's a lot out there so um we'll at least just get one in there so mm -hmm. uh next is actually netflix so they lost around 1 million subscribers over in spain in the last quarter since implementation of password sharing crackdown <laughs> I was wondering when this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, um, we're further informed that two-thirds of those one million were evidently secondary users or borrowing the password of the primary account holder. So yeah, two-thirds. That makes sense. Um, I mean, it's just, this was, what did you say? You said you were hoping this would happen? Or you were waiting for it to happen? Maybe it was both. It, it probably was both, honestly. I was just, I knew, Mentally, I knew yeah. it was going to happen, but I mean... My my thing is. I mean, personally, I'm glad. Yeah, because it's a message to Netflix. I'm. I mean, I know that sounds horrible, but I'm really happy about this because this is so stupid. It really is. I just. I hate the fact. That yeah. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. It's that's just the way it works. <laughs> Honestly, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, Netflix is still confident in in the direction <laughs> that it's taking, as they expect those quote unquote secondary viewers to start subscribing on their own. But I'm like, if you were part of like the sharing password, you know, group yeah. 
and you weren't paying anything, now you're expected to pay something. That doesn't make any what sense. What was that? Um, really quick, I know we're going through these topics real quick, but what was that tweet that Netflix put out a few years back? It was something about like oh, sharing password is caring or something, something like that. In, yeah, sharing is caring, something like that. It's like and now it's like, it's like no, we don't even give a crap. No. <laughs> No, it's, it's, so it's all about the man. revenue now. Like I don't even get it, but no, neither do I. Yeah, this they, they deserve this. I, I think really, and I, again, like you said, it's it's almost mean, but it's just like you gotta give a gotta give a message, and this this really is a big it's, one. It's almost how I feel about Microsoft. I don't really have sympathy for a big company like that if they have some sort of if they lose that deal, setback, yeah, because they made a you know I wouldn't say Microsoft was necessarily making a dumb move. They were just kind of greedy. Yeah. Netflix, I'm not exactly sure what their numbers were, and this is how they're trying to, you know, Cope kind of counteract it. maybe some issues that they yeah. were having, so they were trying to implement this. Yes. But in either case, I just feel like this is the wrong way to go about it. So Absolutely. Yep. Um, third, we have a collage of items pertaining to Apple. So iOS 16.5 is certain to come this month, and thus far, even though it's just an incremental update with minimal changes, there are at least two new features that we should be getting. Uh, first one is screen recording via Siri, uh, and the other is a new sports tab to the Apple News. And I think I actually did hear that Ooh. Siri one um, from... The way you I'm said sorry, that. I just couldn't get too excited about the Apple News one. But anyway, continue. Um, the screen recording via Siri, I did hear that from Aaron. Uh, he mentioned that yeah. on the one of the beta updates. Yeah, that. And um, yeah. so I was when he actually showcased that, I was actually pretty excited because that's something that could be kind of cool for um, utilizing that. So. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I know we have a lot this this week, but I'm kind of glad that we, you know, pay attention to this stuff because it's these small little updates that kind of make a difference over a period of time. So if you yes. have somebody that's like on a phone from like iOS 8 and they go to Android and then they go back to iPhone after the, so many years, they're back on iOS 16 or like, like the core of it hasn't changed, but so many little changes, not just from the major upgrades, but from these little incremental updates yeah. have had an effect. Totally. And so you don't really know what's, this phone is capable of so um yeah the screen recording i'm actually kind of uh i wouldn't say like i'm uber excited about it oh, but yeah. i mean it's, it's cool to have uh sports news tab that's not anything amazing although i guess when you think about it if you're looking at a newspaper they have a sports section so kind of makes sense that's true treating it like a real thing yeah then real quick, following up with last week's news about the solid state buttons, we actually have more leaked renders, which clarify the uncertainty of whether or not the action button still remains in the works. Because I know we kind of talked about that and we weren't really with sure. Solid we knew state. the solid state buttons yeah. were out. Yep. Yep. So, um, but per these new renders, it does look like we will see the action button, um, which is probably something like, as we discussed, would be more intriguing if implemented correctly than solid state buttons i just kind of feel like mm -hmm. you're changing the way it feels and versus actually adding some more functionality to it yeah so yeah totally agree with i that. am kind of glad that this is still there if it's done right so mm -hmm. yep we've always kind of said that's just how apple approaches certain things yep um with watch os 10 coming out this year we have some rumors regarding one of the major features and it has to do with watches pairing more than one device at a time According to a Twitter account holder, Analyst941, watch users could be seeing an update where they will be able to pair their watch with not just one of their phones, but multiple Macs, iPads, and iPhones. Uh, now, since this is rumored, 
is under some speculation that Apple could use iCloud as a way of synchronizing all these devices to your watch. It's also possible that with all these devices getting major updates this year, like for example, iOS 17 and such, that Apple could be releasing this and updates that would allow that pairing to those devices. So, um, I don't want to stand too much on this one, but what would be the advantage? How, what do you feel like would be like, I, I, I've, I just don't get why multiple devices would make a difference unless I'm missing some key interconnectivity. Um, well, one thing that I hope they do, and I don't know, I don't think this was mentioned in the article. Um, back when my wife got her um, or was going to get a watch, she wanted to use her iPad to pair that with the watch. And it had never been a thing before. Oh, okay. Um, so when I first saw this article, I immediately thought back, like, oh, my goodness, now you can actually use your iPad. I don't know if that's, that's necessarily true. what it means. I'm hoping that's the case. Um, but it says I mean, pairing, that does make so a I lot assume. of sense, though. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. That is actually I, – I wasn't even thinking about that. That is true because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there that do have other, you know, Apple devices. And they yeah. – you know, maybe they're – Maybe they're primarily in the Android side and they just have a Mac or they just like like your wife, she has an iPad, mm-hmm. which I know she was she now has an iPhone, but you know, she was originally just Android and then she had an iPad on the side. Yeah. But um yeah, that's so true. So yeah, that's really a good point. Um I guess I suppose that's actually pretty cool to, to hear. Uh now you said that was is that did they say the like that was likely to be on this generation or is that watch OS ten? Uh watch OS ten. So that would be released with okay. all the major updates together this year combined. Oh, okay, gotcha. Is what uh, would be speculated. So, Well, right on the heels of that, uh, we actually have more news and actual reason to believe that Apple will somehow implement widgets on watchOS 10, similar to what we have on iOS. Hmm. So okay. um, as well as Apple notioning the idea of changing the function of how the crown operates specifically when it's pressed in um, okay. as that could prompt a shuffle of said widgets that the user could scroll through and interact with and such. So I think that's kind of cool. I don't know if I'm necessarily big into widgets on a watch, but little small screen for that. I would also say yeah. that they'd probably need to, it'd be a double gesture, like a double click or a triple click. Cause you already click it once and already does something. Right. That's what I think. I think they were trying to adjust what that does. That's what I mean. Oh, they're it's like changing change. it completely over. They're oh, changing okay. the function. That, gotcha. At least that's what the rumor indicates. I don't know. Um, as as you guys always listen to this, you have to remember these are rumors. They are all, you know, there's so much room for changes and reversions and stuff like that. So, but this is this. These are possibilities for <laughs> sure. Uh, the other thing that I saw in there that is actually kind of it has a funny side story to it. Um, they could revise the app grid. So there's two options on a watch OS. You have a list mode and then you have, what is it? Grid mode or something like that? It's, I can't remember. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's a dumb way to do it. It's like it's like you have these apps that are in space almost. And you kind of just scroll around and try to find it. And you can organize where they are, but it doesn't, I don't really feel like it's that intuitive. Yeah, real quick, actually, uh, every every time when I when I see this, uh, with those grid lists on the watch. Yeah. I always think of when you're in the me plaza on Wii. Yes, I know exactly what you're and talking then about. Just all the me's in a line. And I always think of that every time. But yeah, it, it is kind of annoying. That's why I only use list. I never I've never used the grid thing. I well that's the thing is like I want to use the grid because I hate list. 
but I oh yeah don't like grit enough to actually keep it, so I go to list. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm it's yeah. like picking the lesser of two evils. It's true. Um, but the, the funny side story to this was is when I saw this rumor, I was like asking my wife, I'm like, hey, would you actually like it if your watch did this? She takes off her watch, she hands it to me, and she's like, change it. <laughs> she didn't actually realize it was a rumor so i was like oh no honey i'm sorry this is just a rumor it's not actually she probably got really angry yes. at you for <laughs> she did she really did i was like oh Man. what did i do Mm-mm. but i mean that just goes to show you that it's really not a great weight because she hates it i mean and so do i because yeah and so it's 100%. supposed to be like a at least from the, what we're seeing on the renders it should be like a three by four scrolling grid okay similar to kind of what we've seen on wear os and I actually like Wear OS on how they lay out their other apps. Yeah. But um, yep. yeah, this is something that I'm actually looking forward to and I would definitely welcome. So, yeah. yep. Same. That does sound really good. But uh, anyway, lastly, with Apple, uh, we have a report from Shrimp Apple Pro that kind of gives us further confidence that 2023 is the year for USB C on the iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. In the past, we've actually heard rumors of how we know that they're testing iPhones with USB C. So we've kind of gotten that gist of it. Um, in his post, he actually says that USB-C manufactured ear pods and MFI cables are in mass production. Yep. So I did this see is that. just one more thing that just solidifies USB-C is coming. It's I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And actually, our sister down in Florida was like, I really see no reason to upgrade my iPhone 10 to a 13 or a 14. I'm waiting for USB-C. Mm-hmm. That's it. She a lot of people really she wants. are. They are for those older yep. models. Then yeah, absolutely. Because there's no point. I mean, you're you're losing out on a a whole ecosystem of using USB C, especially if you got other devices that utilize that. So it's just, it's exactly it's weird. But um, yeah. But moving on to some uh, major topics uh, for this week, Samsung is getting very antsy this year with their release of the Fold. According to Sam Mobile over on Twitter, he states that Samsung will be beginning mass production of hinges at the end of June which some sources are saying because of that, the release of the Fold would undoubtedly be as early as July. Yep. This will come a lot earlier than expected, and the obvious reasons behind this, according to some sources, which I totally agree with, is that both OnePlus and Google are debuting their first flip phones this year. Uh, we have said numerous amount of times on this show that both of these companies, especially Google, have started to really pique people's interest into what they have to offer. Oh, yeah. Um, JD, I know you've been testing out the OnePlus 11 recently, and so far from what I've heard from you and others is that it's a step in the right direction from where OnePlus used to be with their 7 and prior. Um, And I think Samsung sees this. So while I'm a bit shocked by this rumor, I'm not surprised if this were to happen. Um, They really want to make sure they can throw their punches first and really get people to buy their products even more than previous years. So. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, I have really enjoyed the uh, 11. And I think um, if you actually watch Pocket Now Daily, uh, Jaime's review on the OnePlus 11, he kind of feels like it's it's a great phone, but it's for a previous generation almost. Hmm. Like it's, yeah. it's, I won't go into the whole thing and I won't try to explain it in detail just because I will actually post that video in the description if you want to check it out. Um, that said... I love this phone. Uh, the 11 is amazing. I like the camera is really good. I wouldn't say it's like phenomenal, but it's it's really good. Um, okay. Battery life is decent. I think I've mentioned to you that the charging is just. Yeah, you did. It's it's insane. Um, <laughs> it's insane. It really is. I just just watching. I, I'm like I was like uh, plugged it up, went to the room. It was like it was probably like 
20, 30 minutes, I'm sure. But I just wasn't even thinking about it. And I'm used to iPhones. Mm-hmm. So 20, 30 minutes an iPhone, I'm like, okay, it should be at what? Maybe 50, 40, 50, 40, 50%, percent, yeah. It was already at 100. So I'm like, this is great. So I actually love it. And I'm, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm used to Android and I, I enjoy Android for sure. As far as, you know, what Samsung sees, yeah, I think the competition is really tight. And I think they really want to get that extra, you know, we have the more refined yeah. product. Yep. And let's get this next generation out quicker. It might be the right way to go, possibly if it's done right. And I think the fact that they're already in the market proves that that's a really strong possibility. So, yeah, yeah I definitely agree with you. Totally. And that, that just wouldn't be a surprise to me either. So, um, and actually on a side note with the, uh, with the Z Flip 5, we actually had uh, rumors previous about the 3.4 inch cover screen. Uh, we weren't really too sure about how that would look. But now we've got more input from Ice Universe that says the screen layout could resemble the look of a folder icon, kind of like what you would see on uh, Windows. Hmm. Okay. So, and that's basically just due to the indent of going around the camera. So there's the dual camera, so it just goes around there and it drops down. Okay. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Um. I don't think that should be controversial in most cases, just because we've had the notch on the iPhone around for like four years. So something like this, yeah, a little more screen real estate on a cover display is like, I see that as being a, a, a good plus to it. So. Yeah, for sure. I think I can already tell some people are probably gonna be like, Oh my gosh, that looks so weird. Like you said, I think when it has the, a cool look to it. Oh, I don't doubt that. Like you and me would totally agree that it looks fine, but like, well, that's what you I would have say to, to them, remember though, yeah. that when originally the notch was released a lot of people were like what in the world (laughs) like why didn't that was like the biggest news ever i know so it's like i mean i get it and and probably for some people that just doesn't set right with them because they've had this whole ordeal for a while now but you know get more like you said get more screen it's not a huge huge problem so no it's not i don't think it's gonna be a problem no But um, on our next topic here, Qualcomm will be rolling out new upscaling tech for mobile gaming and XR products. This being coined by the renowned company as Snapdragon Game Super Resolution or GSR. Essentially, Qualcomm states that it will be bringing maximization to both performance and battery life. It won't just be only for the Gen 2 and up. It will be utilized in older chips as well. Uh, This also allows for 4K 60fps gaming for Android phones with the use of of certain Qualcomm chips, obviously. Uh, They claim that this new upscaling will offer two times performance of other mobile upscaling solutions. And uh, it will be rolling out later this year and will be utilized with some of the most popular games out there, including COD Warzone Mobile, Jade Dynasty New Fantasy, and Farming Simulator 23. So uh, I think this will be very promising, especially for mobile gamers that you know, are really into that kind of thing. I'm, I have played uh, COD Warzone quite a bit actually, and the FPS okay. is just, it's pretty good on my iPhone, but it's still like there's sometimes where it's a little lagging. But yeah, when I think of mobile gaming, I immediately think of like the ASUS yes. gaming phones. That's yep. ex- that's 100%. immediately where I go to because they have the fan, they have the hook on the back where you actually clamp on the um, or even piece. a razor. Razor phone. Uh, yeah, maybe even maybe that. not as so much. It's just yeah. like that's what I yeah that's what I think of. I just as much as Apple likes to you know say they have all this capability with their you know um, A series in the iPhone, uh, and I'm sure it is good. Uh, we've we've experienced that ourselves. Um, 
I just don't think that the hardware is there. Yeah. And so I think that's where yep. Asus and the other companies come into play because they know what it needs and how to keep it cool and stuff like that. So for, you know, Qualcomm to actually kind of go in that direction to kind of address that with, you know, scaling, that's going to be really impressive. And I'm sure a lot of people, like you said, will, will uh, definitely welcome that. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and move on to deals right here. So we got quite a few for this week as pertaining to the whole slew of news we have. So it just happened to be that way. Um, the first thing is the iPad 2021, the ninth gen, starts at $269 for a 64 gigabyte Wi-Fi model. Um, that's down from 329 So you're basically, basically saving about $60 right there. And then the uh, iPad mini 6 is available at $629 for the Wi-Fi model. Uh, with 256 gigabyte capacity, and it's down from $799. You said that was a ninth gen iPad. The, uh, the yes, the yep, the first one. And then was. the sixth gen Mini. Yep, yep. Okay, cool. And then we got uh, we actually have a Seagate Exos 20 terabyte internal hard drive for those of you who need a lot of space, and you know who you are. <laughs> Uh, that one is currently seeing a $400 savings. So it's originally 700. Now it's down to 300. And then we also have an Alienware X14 gaming laptop that is down from 1500 to a thousand. So that's $500 right there. That's pretty solid on that one. Jeez. That's for it's, it's solid is I think that one's for the i5 12th gen. I think it's a decent one. Yeah, I for personally sure. jump for the i7, but that's just oh yeah, me too. Uh, next ones we got is the Apple Pencil 2 down from 129 to 89 making it the best price ever on Amazon actually. Finally the EcoBee smart thermostat with voice control down from 219 to 189 so that's pretty that's good decent. deal right there. Yeah. Yep, and then we also have the Belkin 2-in-1 wireless MagSafe charging stand is down from $100 to 55 so $45 wow. savings there. Okay. Yeah, that's a decent one. I, I, that's not the. I actually have that three in one. I that's the one I love. Um, it does my watch. I've seen and it. My iPhone and then the uh, yeah the AirPods, which actually it also charges other buds as well, depending hmm. on if the case is okay. small enough. Um, and then there's also the Anchor USB C GAN thirty watt charger is a little over eleven dollars down from its thirty eight dollar retail price. So twenty six fifty nine for that. So. So what would be upcoming products from Google without some more leaks? The first are some specifics on the colors of the 7A, which is just around the corner. The colors we have seen according to rumors and leaks are dark gray, possibly labeled as cobalt, a white color, a Ooh. blue, or more specific, arctic blue, and then a salmon color that could possibly be the return of coral. However, this last one we expect to be a Google Store exclusive. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if you're a big fan of salmon colors, but I kind of I could take them or leave them. Yeah, I honestly don't mind it too much. I think it's it's pretty good for me personally, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of has like a what I don't know. It's like a pinkish, a pinkish orange kind of pinkish orange. Yeah, that's that's a good way to describe it. Did they say what kind of color the white was, or is that just a general white? Because I don't, uh, I don't, yeah, I, it's, just general. Google light. has so many labels with them; it's kind of hard to tell. So they really do. Cobalt, Arctic blue. They had the coral in previous model. I think it was on the Pixel Four or something like that, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Personally, I would have loved to have seen the uh, Arctic blue as a GS exclusive, which I'm kind of glad they didn't, only because I want it. But 
Yeah, I think if I was Google, I would have kept Arctic Google Blue. Google probably would have had to gauge what people would have wanted the most and have that as exclu- exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. Um, and they probably would have wanted that to be the exclusive so they get more marketing off of that. But uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. agree with you there. The the blue does seem to be um, more of that one that just stands out, I think. so. Yeah, same here. Uh, the next thing we have with uh, Google is actually has to do with the cameras. And this one is on the Pixel 8 Pro. So we are now actually getting more confirmations that it will ship with a one inch sensor, uh, which we have previously uh, noted. Um, (laughs) But now with Ice Universe, we are actually getting specifics on what that is. So the Samsung ISOCELL Gen 2 with its 1 to 1.12 inch 50 megapixel sensor is on the table for the Pixel 8 Pro. Okay. Um, And... Definitely an upgrade on the previous sensor with the Gen 1 uh, from Samsung. So it's kind of crazy to imagine that there would be even more quality improvement on the photography from Google's Pixel line. This is going to add in Samsung's staggered HDR technology as well as, you know, expected improved low light. Yeah, using so, their AI, I think it, it was. That as well. Yeah, it's just yeah. there's just so much to it. And I think they've stayed true to form as far as what their product name is with Pixel because that really has been an amazing camera phone over the years. 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, yep. Yeah. The second is relating to the Pixel Fold, not really about specs this time, but simply about the fact that we have someone posting a quick video of hands-on experience with it. And something noticeable about it is the thicker bezels on the interior I mean, they're not as bad as the Surface Duo, but it's not as appealing as what Samsung has to offer. Granted, mm. in the end, I'm betting most consumers are hoping that the overall experience isn't as bumpy as Samsung's first attempt on their Fold. Um, yeah. But this video capture also backs up the full leak renders that are separate from what we've seen over at Front Page Tech. These leaked renders are from EV leaks, so we know for sure that this is what we can confidently expect to see during I.O. Yeah, I actually did see that video. I thought that was really wasn't what I was hoping for as far as the bezels, but maybe they were trying to do that for something where you can actually hold the phone without having accidental touches, kind of like what we see on some of the iPads. Yeah, yeah, I had seen. So I don't know. I had seen some images as well. It didn't, it looked iffy to me, but. It did. And I was kind of hoping that there was just preliminary renders, but now we actually have, like you're saying with EV leaks, it looks like we have some more confirmations that this is what we will see. So um, in my opinion, I just feel like for what we're expecting, an $1,800 phone, I don't really think you should be getting that thick of bezels. It's just, it doesn't look That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Kind of puts me me off a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. One brief tip is that other rumors indicate that the hinge itself could be structured around the teardrop mechanism, similar to what we saw in the Find N2 Flip uh, that was fully unveiled this year. And uh, I actually, that's honestly one of my favorite features of any flip is just that lesser crease is just really, really pretty amazing, honestly. So to see uh, Pixel doing that is just, it's kind of a, an upside to this whole, you know, bigger bezel ordeal, but yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, I, 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 like you're saying, I think having a better overall experience is probably more, um, what people would, would want versus, oh, how, how, you know, big is the screen or how thick are the bezels? So, mm-hmm. but, uh, 
the last thing we actually have from Google is some leaks on the tracker that we had previously mentioned, which was rumored under the code name Grogu, which was previously mentioned under the code name Grogu. But now we actually have reason to believe that we know what the name of the product is. Per a Twitter account, uh, Neil, hopefully I don't butcher this, Neil Romani, uh, he notated that there is a Google font that lists a an icon of almost something like similar to a Chromecast, but it actually has Nest Locator tag underneath it. So, okay. uh, I mean, even the article implies that Google could just use this as what they call a placeholder to hide the real product name. But, I mean, even Android Authority doesn't believe, you know, is really confident on that. So, hmm. it really could be a Nest Locator tag or, I guess, NLT if you want to abbreviate it. I think that's, we actually, uh, Riley and I both saw a, a previous rumor that we didn't even put on the channel live because it was a little sketchy and not exactly <laughs> listener friendly. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you know, I'm you definitely, know. This one, it, this one definitely has more of a uh, realistic aspect to it. And so I, I wouldn't mind, I really care about names as long as they're not horrible. This one, Nestle Locator Tag. Who knows? It's good that Google's bringing in a lot in their ecosystem. Yeah, I mean they see they see what other comp competitors do and where they're successful and where they should compete in, and that's you know that's good. Just yeah. kind of stay stay on on your toes. So yep. Uh, well, the next thing we got is the Beat Studio Buds Plus, and uh, they've actually been leaked on Amazon, and we not only know the look but also the release date, which is showed to be on May 18th, with a price tag of one hundred and sixty nine dollars and ninety five cent. The images found on the listing show a transparent design, which, as far as I'm aware, Apple has never released such a product before. Uh, and this transparent design is not only for the buds, but also the case themselves. So, as yeah. Mac Rumors describes, the overall design is pretty much the same as the original Studio Buds released in 2021. However, there are a few notable upgrades on them. The first is there is a three times larger microphone and air vent a 1.6 higher performance on the ANC and up to two times improved transparency mode. With 36 hours of listening time, this would allow for a 33% longer lasting battery clocking in, um, which had clocked in about 24 hours on the predecessor. They are rated IPX4 water resistant and the tips which are available are extra small, small, medium and large. Uh, one last thing to mention, from what the listing shows, these buds will also have two other color options, namely black and ivory, which in my opinion, if I was going to go with any one of these, it would definitely be the transparent, just because yeah. I've started to really take a liking to transparent earbuds, considering you can really see the inner workings of them, kind of see all the nothing buds and how they look as well. I just, I really exactly. love those. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny how we used to have products that were made of all the shiny plastic cover and it was all about colors and stuff like yep. that. And heaven forbid you saw the internal components because that kind of had that cheap appeal to it. And now uh, but, it's you know, desirable. Nowadays, people, yeah, con consumers are really all about, you know, the internal transparent looks. Um, Deep Brand even has skins on showing. I was just going to mention that. Yep. Yeah, they have just the internals and you can put them on, you know, various models that you own. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I don't know if I'll actually buy one, but it's really cool to see it on the market. That's for sure. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, cause I, I, we can only test so many things out at once, but yeah. 
Well, you can. <laughs> At least in the early going of this channel. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So for the last topic on this episode, uh, this one is regarding Apple and how they're possibly gearing up for a WWDC where Macs could be announced. Hmm. Um, and of course, okay. I say possibly because uh, it's obviously a rumor. And the other factor is that this could also be a preparation for a fall release. So, okay. That um, makes sense. But that said, this rumor comes on the heels of Nick Alvarez stating that he found new identifier codes in the Find My configuration that references Macs of some sort. Uh, he further clarifies that he believes these had the quote unquote, you left your device behind feature disabled, hmm. which indicates that these are desktop Macs, not MacBooks, because okay. you know they're not mobile, so there's right. you know, a reason to disable that. So. Um, Macworld actually has a notion to believe that based on deductive reasoning, uh, these Macs could be Mac Studios powered by the M2 Max and M2 Ultra. Okay. Um, cool. Further information is yet to be disclosed on this item, but regardless of when they're released, I'd be curious to see what kind of performance output this next iteration of Mac Studio offers, considering this is currently the best performing M series Mac model out there. Oh so. yeah, totally agree with that one. I mean, we've seen the capability of it. We've seen yours with just the M1. Um, well, that was the mini, but still like, I haven't even begun to comprehend we really the even studio. The yeah. yeah. And so for them yeah. to already, or not already, but for them to possibly be releasing this with the M2 and the M2 Max is just wild. Honestly, it's crazy. It really is. Yeah, just just so. to kind of kind of just put that in perspective, you know, in comparison to what other competitors are doing over on the Windows side of things and whatnot. So, yeah, but um, yeah, we do apologize if this episode w ran a little bit too long. Um, there was a lot to go over this week. But yeah, uh, with that said, we do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we do hope you guys enjoyed it all. And uh, if you do have any questions or comments, feel free to shoot them down below if you're listening on YouTube. But yeah, we will definitely be back next week with more tech news and rumors. This is JD and Riley signing off. Peace out.